Thank you for purchasing this audio product. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We believe that your faith will increase and your life changed by applying the principles in this teaching. Romans chapter 12, verse number 1. Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, of, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I want to speak to you about the consequences of not being transformed in your heart. Uh, for those of you who are not here the past maybe two or three weeks, I've been dealing, this is part three, on changing your heart, having a heart transformation. So the first week we started dealing with the heart, the issues of the heart. Uh, a lot of you have hurt. A lot of you have disappointments and all these things. And so I want you to get, please, go and download the messages uh, that it can change and listen to it constantly. You have to continually fill your mind, your heart with this message. So I want to speak to you today on the consequences if you are not transformed in your heart. Now, number one is if you are not transformed in your heart, you'll, you will conform to your situation. So if I don't transform, I become conformed to my situation. I become the person. I become that situation. In other words, you start saying words like, it's my pain. It is my issue. It is my trauma. It is mine. So you have not transformed your heart. You haven't allowed the Lord to heal you. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, you are conformed to your pain. So nobody must touch you. Nobody must be around you. You've isolated yourself. You're in a place of loneliness. You are in a place of maybe going into depression, maybe going into a place of not being around people. Now that is an indication that you have conformed to your pain. In other words, trauma has come, pain has come, hurt has come, disappointments, offenses, bitterness. We have put up the whole thing on the heart. Everything has come to you and you have not dealt with it because you have not dealt with it. You have now conformed to that. So that's the consequences of not being transformed by your heart. Number two, your flesh becomes your reality. A person who doesn't deal with these hurt in his life, all of a sudden your flesh, your carnal perspective becomes your reality. So if, if I can explain it like this, is that you now become a natural person. Everything is now natural. There's no spiritual insight. There's no spiritual impact in your heart. There's nothing that's happening that changes you. Everything is natural. You, you are stuck in a natural system then, natural world. So I can tell you the word of the Lord says that, you know, bring your tithes and your offerings, for instance, but you are so natural that you say it doesn't make sense to me. I'm conformed to my pain of giving. So let me give you a couple of examples. The place where you struggle with is the place that's not healed. You've conformed to that. So a lot of people get conformed or 
Yeah, conform to their pain. A church hurts them. So they make an inner vow to say, I will never go to church again. I will never trust the pastor again. I will never trust the leader again. I will never trust the man again. Never trust the woman again. So all of a sudden, they are now conformed to the situation. And doesn't matter what the Word of God says, they cannot get out of that. Because the pain, the situation, the trauma has conformed them to the natural. Get it? So maybe somebody gets hurt in giving. A lot of people in the church... If, if Listen, 20% of the church gives tithes and offerings. Okay, 80% doesn't give. So here is what you must understand. Why doesn't 80% give? Because 80% has been hurt with finances. Either in church or they pray to God, they sowed and nothing happened. And it's not God's fault. The Bible says He cannot not do anything. So stop blaming God. You must just be patient with your, with your seed. So... Here is what you must understand. They get hurt in church, hurt with their giving, hurt with God, whatever. And then all of a sudden, they stop giving. They stop bringing their tithes. They stop bringing their offerings. And in that place where that, that is the problem, that's the place where you are hurt. You need to deal with that to get your heart right again. I'm not going to serve again in the body of Christ. Why have you stopped serving? Because you got hurt. Somebody said something. Somebody did something. Somebody offended you. Now you stop serving. That's a perfect example. Come back in that place. Get healed there so that you can get back. Otherwise, you conform to your pain. I'm never going to serve again. Why? No, I got hurt. Uh, okay. So you've conformed and not transformed. Now the natural is your reality. So number three, the consequence of not being changed is you become stagnant. Stagnant. Here is what a lot of people say. I, I, don't, I don't grow anymore in the church. I feel I've stagnated. Those, if you have said that, it's because there's hurt in your heart. Your heart is not healed. You've stagnated. These are the consequences of a hurt heart. Broken heart. A heart that is not healed is that you become stagnant. You cannot receive anymore. I've seen this through all the years. I've been in ministry for 20 years, going 21 years, being in this church for 15 years, previous church for three years. I, I know church. Let me tell you this. I've seen how people became stagnant. I don't receive anything from God anymore. It's like I don't get it. Because it's not my fault. It's not the band's fault. It's, it's an issue in the heart. Then they go to another church and they receive for two months and then they get nothing again. Because the heart's never been healed. And I've, and I've dealt with people. I heal their hearts through the love of God. The next Sunday they sit in church and they say, it's the best message I've ever heard in my life. Well, I've preached that message to you for many times and they've just never heard it. Amen? Because the hurt shuts down everything. If you are hurt against me, you will not receive from me. Guaranteed. You will not hear me. You will hear a natural word. Oh, that's a good message. You'll go home and it will not affect you once, one percent. Might as well have just stayed at home. Because your heart is not healed towards me. You cannot receive from me. Hurt people hurts people. That's just how it is. So I need to be transformed. I need to change. I need to be in that place that I continually change. Continually make sure that my heart is right. Number four 
is that you will go back to your old lifestyle. You'll go back to your old lifestyle. I can't believe that guy or that woman has done that. Again, haven't they learned their lesson? No, they got hurt. And they've never dealt with that hurt. And therefore, they stagnated. Therefore, they started entering into the old lifestyle again. The, I think the most dangerous thing is when you're hurt and you, let's say you had a problem with alcohol, for instance. I'm just using that as an example. And you got healed, or you got saved, now you've never drank. Now all of a sudden, you are hurt. Somebody said something, somebody did something. Now you're hurt, and you get to a bride, you get to a meal, and they offer you something. I'm telling you now, you're in the most dangerous place. Because you'll go back into your old lifestyle. Like that. Because I hurt, wounded heart is everything. Remember now what I taught you last week. Your identity comes from your heart. My identity doesn't come from, from uh, a person, from my mom and my dad. My identity comes from my heart. The Bible says, Proverbs chapter uh, 23, it says there, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if I think I'm poor, I'm a victim, I, nobody likes me. As I think in my heart, that's who I am. That's my identity. I'm hurt. I'm disappointed. I'm offended. All those things. And so as a man thinks in his heart, so easy. If you think I'm the most powerful businessman, I'm an apostle of God, I believe that I'm going to change nations. If you believe it here, that's my identity. This is how it is. As a man thinks in his heart, so easy. It doesn't say as a man thinks. Because that's a lot of times we quote the scripture. As a man thinks, so easy. As a man thinks in his heart. The Bible says your heart has a mind. In Romans, it also says that your mind has a spirit. Your heart has a spirit. So we have to know that everything flows from the heart. Proverbs says the issues of life flows from our hearts. Oh, that's an angry person. No, his heart's angry. That's a bitter person. No, his heart is bitter. So... These are the consequences if we don't change. Number five, you will have spiritual dryness. Spiritual dryness. It's like this dry. The word is not speaking to me. The presence is not there. I feel it here and there. It's very dry because my heart has not been transformed. Number six, you become what you have conformed to. Number six, you become, I said angry. I just want to use that as an example, but the right sentence, if you can just change it for the second service, guys, is that you become what you conform to. So let's use ang anger as, a uh, as an example. If you have anger and you don't change your heart, you become an angry person. If I have bitterness in my heart, I become a bitter person. If I have disappointments in my heart, you become that. You don't become a disappointment, but you become a person that operates in disappointments the whole time. If you don't transform, if you struggle with lust, you'll become lust. You'll go back into your old lifestyle. Because the heart is not true. The heart's not right. If you struggle in the area of your life and you haven't dealt with that thing, you haven't healed that situation, you'll go back into the old lifestyle. That's why people go back into old lifestyles. They, they get saved, maybe get delivered, God touches them, but they do it again. 
Because they haven't dealt with it. They haven't been healed in that area. Number seven, you become religious. Now is religion. Now all of a sudden you know all the scriptures to help you to judge everybody. Therefore you cannot judge. Judge not and you shall not be judged. Judge, Luke chapter 6, we use it for offering. It's got nothing to do with offering. He says if you judge with the same measure you meet, verse 38, you shall be measured back to you in good measure and pressed down, shaken together. Yeah, but you see how that guy did this? See how that woman did this? Don't judge. Because the moment you start judging, you become religious, just like the woman that committed adultery. All the religious people were standing there, ready to throw the stones. And Grace walks in and he says, listen, let's just sort this thing out here. If you don't have, a, if you don't have sin, cast the first stone. You're so religious. Think you're so holy. And you have nothing. Your religious mindset has already nullified your Christianity. We should love the sinners. Four people. Hello. We should love the sinners. Because they become Christians. We were all far away from God. We were all sinners. Yet when we sinned, God loved us so much that He sent His Son for us. How dare we judge when we are now saved? They can come in here drunk. They can come in here full of pot and weed and prostitutes and everybody you should love them and and embrace them and take them on the road of recovery that's the church and the people who judge them are religious people you've become religious i heard of my pastor jack he said this uh when he was here on wednesday he says one of his members came into the church and they, they use testimonies now. They do testimonies. He says to me, he says, Dad, I, I never knew all the problems in the church and how the stuff people went through. He says, this one lady came up. She's a PK kid, pastor's kid. She testified. She says, I've been in prostitution for a year and a half and God has set me free and he has helped me. Lord, you don't even know people are sitting around you and going through troubles and how dare we judge people. We need to love them, embrace them, show them the love of God. Otherwise, we become religious. And you'll never come to church if you're religious. Look how that one dress. Can't that one sit better? Can't that one smell better? Can't that one look better? Can't that one? Can't that one? Can't that one? Amen. Number uh, eight. You become irrelevant. You become irrelevant. Become irrelevant in the kingdom, you become irrelevant in the spiritual world, become irrelevant in your gifting, in your call, you'll really become just ir- irrelevant. Come on, pray for that person. And you pray, but you feel nothing happens because your impact, dimension, has been lost in the spiritual world. So you become irrelevant in the kingdom. You become irrelevant in the spiritual dimension. You become irrelevant in the things of God. We don't even remember you. We don't even call you when there's a problem because you're irrelevant. Hello? I don't want to become irrelevant. So I need to check my heart the whole time. You cannot afford your business to become irrelevant. You cannot afford your spiritual life to become irrelevant. You cannot afford all this front row people from there, right? You cannot afford to be irrelevant. 
You've got a call of God on your life. You need to fulfill your call. Stand up in your call. Do your call. Stop being so irrelevant. Do the things of God. We all have gone through stuff. We all go through stuff. But we need to come to the place and say, God, heal my heart. Touch my heart. My heart. I surrender it to you. I give it to you. I give everything I have to you. No longer I did live. You think you're the only one that got hurt? Jesus got hurt. And he says, I took your hurt. And I bore your sickness. I took your rejection. I took your sorrows. I took your shame. And I put it on me. That you don't have to go through that. That's the power of Jesus Christ. Number nine. You become a slave of the enemy. What is enemies? Enemies are, let's say, unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, resentment, uh, inner vows, bitter judgments. Maybe if you can get that picture up for me of the, of the, um, the heart, please. All those things. What, if I don't deal with those things, look at that. What happens is I become an enemy to this. I become a slave, excuse me, to that. I don't want to be a slave to rejection. Hmm? Come on, we as South Africans know what slavery. You should know what slavery. You hate it. Fighting for it. So fight the same fight. Amen. Get out of slavery. Yeah. I don't want to be a slave of debt for the rest of my life. So thankful for the testimonies. We're not going to have slavery of car debts and credit card debts and home debt. We need to get out of that thing. But now we always use it financially. But let's use it in our heart. Stop being a slave of pain. And a slave of hurt and a slave of offense and a slave of sorrows and offenses and abuse and bitterness and, and inner vows and traumas and pride. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Let your heart be healed by Jesus Christ and, and the power of the cross. Man. Number nine, number ten. Where are we? Ten. You will not know the will of God for your life. If there is any hurt in your body, in your heart, excuse me, you will struggle to know the will of God. Dad, I need to pray. Should I move to Australia or South Africa? What does God say? No, I don't know. Well, because you have wounds in your heart, you don't know the will of God. You heal that thing. And you can mess up your whole life. By making a wrong decision. I remember this one couple that said, we're going to move out of South Africa because there's too much crime in South Africa. They moved to Australia. In the first week they lived in Australia, their 16-year-old daughter was murdered in Australia. Because they did not know the will of God. All natural things. You must know the will of God. You must understand the will of God. If you don't know the will of God, you're going to walk 40 years in the wilderness quickly. Very quickly, you will become spiritual so dry, man. Business people, if they don't know the will of God for their business and for the next deal coming, guess what? They can sign that deal and that guy can rip them off. Like that. Hey, boss, no, it's a million rand deal. Really? Did you pray about it? Why must I pray about everything? <laughs> well, you can pay the price if you want to, or you can just get the peace of God, the will of God, the understanding of God. It's easy. Just get the peace of God. Anytime a person says, I'm scared, I'm, af I'm afraid to do this move, I'm, I'm afraid to do this, fear is not from God. 
Fear is from the devil. So it's easy to say that's not from God. Because there's no peace. Peace is, it leads you. Peace is your, peace is your guidance. Now let's carry on. Verse, uh, num- excuse me, number 11. You will, re- you will repeat cycles in your life. So a person who's hurt, let's say in a marriage, and they got divorced, and, and they go into a next marriage, if they haven't dealt with that first one, they will repeat the same cycles. Marriage to number three, number four, and they'll carry on, and, and they'll keep repeating that because the heart, is not healed. Number 12. The world will own you. <clears throat> the world will start owning you. Your thinking. Your talking. Everything. The world will own you. Number 13, just two more. You cannot maintain the blessings of God. You struggle to maintain the blessing. The blessing comes and goes. It feels like you are every fourth month blessed. The Bible said, I read it to you in the the offering, Genesis chapter 26. You prosper and you continue to prosper. You all know the life of Joseph, right? You should know the life of Joseph, right? If he had bitterness in his heart and anger in his heart and offense in his heart towards his brothers, he would have still stayed in that prison. But he was fine. When he came out, he says, where's my brothers? Where are, where are they? Bring them to me. When they came there, they sat around the table. He says, I'm going to give you five times more than anybody else. He gave them lands. He gave them everything. Because he had nothing in his heart. I think some people, if they had to be Joseph, they would have said, get my brothers here. <laughs> Strip them of everything. Put them in prison. They're going to pay what they did to me. I believe why our nation is blessed because President Mandela, when he came out, he had a heart of forgiveness. He didn't have a heart of bitterness. Yeah, let's kill all these people. He had a heart of, of forgiveness. That's why our nation was restored. I believe God's going to use our current president to do a great thing again in our nation. But Mandela played a big role. Whether you like him or not, I'm just saying this. He did not come out with anger and offense and bitterness and whatever. He had a heart of forgiveness and the foundation of our nation was built. Number 14, you won't get to your destiny, to your destination. You'll never get to your destiny. You will never get to your destination. And number 15, you will die spiritually. You will die spiritually. Now I'm speaking from experienced family. This is, this is something I constantly live to check my heart, examine my heart. The tests come, the problems come, but I have to check my heart the whole time because I don't want to walk in any of these 15 consequences. And I want to give you number 16 because this is something that I've, that I've just realized more and more. When I have a hurt heart, I can't worship God. 
I struggle to worship. When your heart is hurt, you won't feel the presence of God. I want to give you a mystery this morning on, on this heart issues we're dealing with. I want you to write this down. The glory and the presence of God manifest where two things take place. Two things. If we want the glory of God, the visible glory of God, two things are going to be required of us. Number one, an expression of our hearts. And secondly, habitation. Two things. It's a mystery. Just giving that to you. An expression and habitation. So, let me see if I can un unravel this a little bit for you. Think about this. That God, in His awesomeness, in His power and might, you can put on the... the, the, the um, the healed heart for me. If you can get this in your mind, God of the universe, God of heaven and earth, around this throne, there's nothing unholy around Him. He chose above everything in the world for His glory to rest. He chose one thing. He chose your heart. It doesn't rest on you. It's resting on your heart. Therefore, the devil attacks this. Because he doesn't want you to become a carrier of the presence. Doesn't want, that's why you can feel when the presence lifts off people. If they have heard offenses. Because God's presence doesn't have a place to rest. His glory only rests on healed hearts, surrendered hearts. And when he comes, he rests there. I want to be a carrier of the presence of God. People have asked me, how do, you, how do you create atmospheres? It's very simple. My heart is a carrier of the presence. I make sure my heart is clean. That I can be a carrier of the presence of God. I don't want to host demons. Sorry. I want to host the Holy Ghost. Unforgiveness is not in my heart. Bitterness is not in my heart. Not once, once centimeter of resentment is in my heart. Nothing is in my heart because I cannot afford demons in my heart. I don't want them. I want the presence of the Holy Ghost. I want to do one thing. God says you owe nobody anything except the love of God. And I'm telling you today that the love of God is healing this church. I've been speaking three, four uh, uh, sessions on this. God is going to heal us. God's going to restore this church because this movement cannot be carried by hurtful people. It must be carried by healed hearts and people understanding the presence of God. You know why revivals have stopped? Because the hearts became conscious of who they are. Revivals can be sustained by pure hearts, holy hearts, righteous hearts. And so I want to say this this morning to you, my family, my friend. I want you to become a carrier of His presence. But your heart must be healed. Can you say this with me? Say, Lord Jesus, make my heart your dwelling place. Can we pray in the Holy Ghost? 
Say this, Lord, change me. Come on, say, Lord, change me. Today, by your presence. Come on, Ephesians, you've been hurt. Leaders, you've been hurt. People, you've been hurt. Businessmen, you've been hurt. Don't stop the blessings of God. Don't stop the presence of God in your home, in your business, in your marriage, in your relationship. Come on, surrender to Him. Surrender to our God. Heal our hearts, God. May my heart become a resting place. May my heart become a dwelling place of your presence, of your glory. May I be a carrier of the presence of God, carrier of the glory of God. Come on, react to the glory. React to the presence. React to the glory of God. Stop controlling your pain. Stop hiding it. Surrender. His love is here. His presence is here to heal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I want to close and I want you to pray with me a prayer. But before I, get, before I, I pray, I just want to give you the solutions. I've given you the consequence. I must give you the, the solutions. Now, you can either stand or you can get the CD afterwards. But I want you to hear what's the solution to this. Number one, you must have a continual renewing of the mind. You must have a continual renewing of the mind the moment the devil puts something in your mind in your heart against somebody against something take that thought captives i will refuse to think i'm a dwelling place of his presence the second thing which is the most powerful thing is you must have a revelation on the finished work of the cross the cross the cross the cross made the difference surrender your rejection Surrender your pain. Surrender your traumas. Surrender all that hurt. All the shame. Take it to the cross. Say, God, here it is at the cross. Jesus took my shame. He took my rejection. He took my pain. Isaiah chapter 53 tells us that. You must die to yourself every day, family. Number four, you must value the Word of God like you've never done before. You must come into the Word. You must let the Word speak to you. You must let the Word become a revelation to you, fresh to you. You must change your diet on the Word. Number five, you need to break through from your environment of the natural. Break through from that. Break free from that. Number six, you must have prayer and fellowship with God continually. I'm going to pray for you, but just let me give you this. You must allow the ministry of inner healing and deliverance to take place. 
must go through the process. Those of you who haven't gone through the VIP, you must come on Tuesday nights so that we can take you through the process of inner healing and deliverance. After the movement of the supernatural, we're going to start. I'm going to start with my leadership and I'm going to take each one of them individually. We're going to go inner healing and deliverance, each one. Until they are healed, they will go and heal the church. But this church will be healed. You will be healed. You're going to be touched by God. If it takes me a whole year, it's fine. But we are going to come to the ministry of inner healing and just deliverance. We want the people of God to be healed and restored. Jesus is not coming back for a bride whose heart is not healed. And then we allow the presence of God to touch you and you may have an encounter with this presence. I want everyone to stand. I want to say this prayer with me this morning. But I want every eye closed in this building, on the stage, right across the building. And I want you to focus on your heart. This is now the moment that I don't want anyone to be distracted. Not one person, not one staff member, not, vol not one volunteer. I want you to literally shut down from everything around you. It's now you and your heart that you present to God. And I want you to say this prayer with me, really from the bottom of your heart. Say this, my Father, my God, I recognize my problem. I take responsibility of my own life I take responsibility for bitterness for bitter judgments for pain for trauma I take responsibility I don't deny it I don't blame others I don't accuse others I take responsibility Lord Jesus I repent with all my heart your word says, if I confess, you are faithful and just to forgive me. Jesus, forgive me where I have kept bitterness in my heart. I forgive with all my heart all those people that have hurt me. Now where you are standing, I want you to say the names of those people. Maybe it's your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, your ex, another church, leaders, myself, whatever. Let, let the Holy Ghost speak to you because the Holy Ghost, don't open your eyes, will allow you to start seeing. I'm doing mass counseling right now. Mass deliverance. Speak to them, Holy Ghost. Say the names. You must renounce the names. You must speak it out. Confess it. I've been hurt by this person. I've been offended by this person. My ex. My boss. My pastor. Whatever. My children. Now say this with me. Say, Father, I forgive with all my heart all those who have hurt me right now I renounce every bitterness 
every soul tie, every trauma, every unforgiveness. I break every accord with the power of darkness, every agreement with evil powers in the name of Jesus. I break every vow of inner vows, unforgiveness, bitterness in my soul, in my spirit, in my body. I break the spirits of death in Jesus' name. Right now, I surrender to the cross. I surrender my past. I surrender the bitterness. Holy Spirit, I make myself available to a place of your presence. From today, my life, my heart is an expression, a habitation of your presence. I will carry your presence to heal the sick, to bring deliverance, to do the work of the ministry. Thank you, God, for healing me right now. I receive my healing in Jesus' name. Come on. Worship Him now a little bit. Just speak to your Heavenly Father. I take absolute authority over every foul spirit in this house. I bind the spirit of bitterness. I bind the spirit of pain. I bind the spirit of death. I bind the spirit of inner vows. I command every yoke to be destroyed in the name of Jesus. I bind every spirit of trauma, every spirit of death, every spirit of unforgiveness. I release the power of the cross. I release the power of the blood of Jesus to enter into your heart. Now in Jesus name, your foul spirit of hurt, of rejection, of pain, of inner vows, of bitterness, I bind you. I cast you out in Jesus name. Leave my people. I surrender to the cross. Every pain, every rejection, every bitterness, every disappointment, God. Prayer in the front. I'm dealing with spiritual stuff here. Come on, let's get into the spirit in this place. Some demons getting angry here. They don't want to leave your heart, but I bind them. I rebuke them. I 
cast them out by the blood of the Lamb. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Your foul spirit of trauma. Your foul spirit of bitterness. Of hurt. Of disappointments. Of inner vows. Of bitter judgments. I repent you in the hearts of those people now father let the love of your presence the love of Jesus come and heal may we love like God may the love of God be poured out now in this house would you please just lift your hands all over this place father I release the supernatural love of God right now in this house in the name of Jesus let the love of God heal that heart let it wound let every wounded heart be healed right now in Jesus name now receive the love of God with your mouth I want you to start saying I receive the love of God I love the God I love the Holy Spirit I love my father I love my brother I love my sister I love this church I love the leadership come start confessing start confessing I want to hear the church speak out to the Lord I love you Lord let the love of God fall into my heart I don't want to have a heart of home I don't want to have a hard heart that cannot feel the presence of God Come on. God is healing your hurt, your wounded heart. You'll never be the same again. Allow, stop controlling your pain, your life. Come on. Don't let time dictate to you your healing. Don't let time dictate your healing. I feel I need to say that to somebody. Somebody's waiting for time to heal. Time doesn't heal. His presence can do it right now, right now, right now. For more information on products, please visit our website or send us an email. All the details are on the back of the product pack.